2: Mike Conley joins us uh, this morning, as he does uh, every Monday. Of course, the man of many hats uh, to, to comment on this and more. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Mike. Does does it seem
0: to you a little bit like Atlanta Knight is a little bit frustrating because they're, they're they're putting forth a really good effort but not getting the results that they want? Oh yeah, I, I mean, no doubt. Uh, they and they should be very frustrated because they're it's just not it's not turning into wins. Uh, and I, I don't think necessarily they played well enough to win. Friday night in Orlando, I thought Orlando was clearly the better team, but not often, or not always at least, does the better team win in soccer. I would argue last night Mexico might have been the better team than the United States and played better, uh, but they didn't win, and soccer can be very cruel in that way. Friday night, I thought Orlando for the final hour of the match was clearly the better team. However, Atlanta United was leading with 10 minutes to play. And unfortunately, now this is the fifth time this year where Atlanta United's had a lead in the final 10 minutes and they haven't gone on to win. So, uh, you know, a lot of different ways you can feel about Friday, a lot of different ways you can feel about the season. I still feel like Atlanta United is close. I still feel like they're doing a lot of positive things, especially in the attacking third under interim head coach Rob Valentino. But uh, the bottom line is it's a results business. And unfortunately, still, Atlanta United's not getting the wins. And uh, as a result, I'm sure they're very frustrated by that.
2: Well, you know, Alec can did what he could to keep him in the game the other night. He had a, I think, pretty good night. Yes, he did. Uh, yeah, I thought but, Alec.
0: I thought Alec played great. Guzan will be back with him on yeah. Wednesday in Montreal, but can was great, I thought.
2: And I, I guess you know that that's kind of the you know the good side. There's plenty of time left in the season, and uh, Miles Robinson incredible goal last night. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know George Bellow played some really quality minutes. Uh, Argentina's out of the Olympics, so that means Barco's back. So you're going to get your guys back now. So I I, I think that, you know, I would expect in the next week to 10 days you're going to actually have what might amount to a full team. Yeah, well, the problem Uh, is,
0: yeah, well, Emerson Hyndman's still going to be out. The problem is, John, I mean, as great as it was to see Miles and George playing as well as they played last night, they played a lot, which means you're probably not going to play them Wednesday. Uh, they'll be with the team Wednesday in Montreal, but I I can't foresee a scenario where George or miles can start now because they really had to empty the tank last night, in Las Vegas, by the way, that's not a bad problem to have. I, I I've said repeatedly, I think miles will come back to Atlanta United as a better player as a result of all of this, uh, being able to play an international competition. Same with George. I thought that was a tremendous opportunity for him last night. Uh, and he, he definitely validated Greg Berhalter's decision to play him. But unfortunately, they're probably not going to be able to play Wednesday now. Barco, I don't know. Uh, Barco's back in town. Uh, the team's leaving for Montreal tomorrow, and uh, Barco's going to be going to Montreal, but he just got back from Tokyo. So I think it's maybe more of a fitness question with him uh, just as far as dealing with the, the toll that travel takes on the body. But hopefully by Saturday. Hopefully by Saturday, if you don't have any more bad luck with injuries, you'll have everyone other than Emerson Heinman back in Columbus. Saturday will be the halfway point of the season. So if you can get this group back together uh, and keep them healthy, then we'll see. Uh, in addition, you might have a, a big player coming in. In addition, you might have a new coach coming in relatively soon. So uh, you might not see everything on Wednesday for the reasons I outlined, but I think by Saturday in Columbus, you should have pretty close to your full team and the group that you're going to kind of ride with for the rest of the season.
2: Talking with Mike Coyne, the man of many hats. Uh, Mike, uh, to Miles Robinson, A, do you think he's now maybe sealed a spot on the uh, on the World Cup team? That's A. And B is... How much? Uh, how many eyeballs in in places like England and Germany's uh, are on him now?
0: Yeah, that was one of my first thoughts, and George as well. Uh, you know, playing in a high profile match like that. Look, the Gold Cup kind of is what it is. Uh, it's not the biggest international tournament in the world, but it is. You know, the final of one of the the six confederations on the globe. So there are going to be some eyeballs on that, and. I thought Miles Robinson was the best outfield player for the U.S. men's national team in this tournament. That will be noticed in Europe, and it will be noticed in other parts of the world. Uh, And Miles' value has increased as a result of the way that he played in this tournament. I absolutely think now he's one of the three best center backs in the U.S. player pool. If he's in that top three, he's going to be a part of the World Cup team and the World Cup qualifying team. Uh, that's going to start in a few months. I I would be shocked if Miles is not there after what he did in the Gold Cup. He he was that good. Next to the goalkeeper, Matt Turner, I thought the best player for the men's national team. George Bello. you know, this will increase his profile a little bit too. Uh, being able to play as well as he did and as much as he did in a confederation final last night, that'll help drive up his value as well. So uh, from that standpoint, it's a, a huge win for Atlanta United. I saw some people on Twitter last night who are kind of upset, oh, well, George is playing tonight, so he can't play Wednesday. It, you'll deal with that on Wednesday. <laughs> you know, the long game, the long game of all of this is good for George Bellow and for the club because him being able to get that experience will will uh, increase his value. Uh, Mike, is it a little bit too early to assess the, uh, you know, Rob Valentino, what he's done for this team so far? Uh yes, I think it is. And I think you also have to remember too, Hugh, that Rob is is basically just uh you know, trying to keep everything as connected as possible to give Atlanta United time to hire their next interim head coach. I think Darren Eels has been very clear that they're working quickly to bring in a new head coach. So mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if Rob Valentino is really being evaluated, to be honest. So, with you. so basically he's a hold the fort kind of guy. Exactly right, now. right. And I think he's done a nice job. I really, really do. I think he's done a great job. I think he's completely – changed the vibe around the team. It's a lot more upbeat and positive. And I don't think it should go unnoticed. You know, when Marcelina Moreno scored in the second half in Orlando on Friday, he and the rest of the team, they ran right over to Rob Valentino and gave him a hug. Not something you typically see a lot where everyone runs to the coach and hugs him. But I, I think that's a sign of how respected Rob Valentino is, how well-liked he is by this player group. And um, I hope that Atlanta United finds a way – uh, to keep Rob Valentino involved when the next head coach comes in, because I think
2: he's been enormously positive for this group. One of the things that seems to be true about Atlanta United, Mike, is uh, unfortunately we've gone through you know way too many coaches. But when the coach rumors start, they tend to be right. Yeah. Uh, having said that, uh, Paulo Fonseca was the head coach, general manager, AS Roma. That is the uh, the, the big one of the big – in the Italian. Serie A, which is the the big league, uh, AS Roma's a Rome big, big team. I mean, we're talking big club here, okay? National, international big club here. W- what do you think about Fonseca as being the uh, – do you think there's anything to these rumors?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I have not heard anything directly about that. Obviously, the reports are out there, and multiple outlets are reporting about Fonseca, so you you can pretty much connect the dots. Um, has a tremendous amount of success on his resume. Uh, in the Champions League with Shakhtar out of the Ukraine. I mean, they beat Man City uh, in the Champions League and went to the the round of 16 in the Champions League. Shakhtar did, a team from the Ukraine under Fonseca. Uh, He goes to Roma. They made a deep run in the Europa League. Um, It sounds like he was the choice of Tottenham, and then things broke down at the 11th hour in the hiring process because of a tax issue. So you're talking about someone with, with quite a resume, Quite a pedigree. Someone who's well-known for playing uh, very entertaining, attack-oriented soccer. Uh, so a, a lot of the dots kind of can be connected in that way. But it, it really does speak to Atlanta United's ambitions. If that rumor is true, I mean, think about some of the coaches now that Atlanta United's been in the mix for. Tata Martino, coast at Barcelona. Frank DeBoer, coast at Ajax. And coast of the Premier League. Uh, now you're talking about a coach who was at Roma, And I had unbelievable, almost unbelievable success in the Ukraine with Shakhtar. So it just, I think, continues to speak to Atlanta United's ambition. We'll see if these reports turn out to be true. Uh, But if you're an Atlanta United fan and you want to see this club swing for the fences, Paulo Fonseca is a name that kind of is a swing for the fence type of uh, target. So we'll see what happens.
2: It's going to be fascinating. Hey, uh, real quick, what do you make of the uh, Hawks draft? Uh, I, You know, I, I
0: thought they, they got the best player available with both of their picks. This is going to be a very big week for the Atlanta Hawks. Free agency starts today. They've got to get a resolution with John Collins that will dictate everything else. They have a lot of needs that they need to address. Not sure if all of their needs were addressed in the draft, but you have to be a little bit realistic picking at 20 and 48. You're not necessarily going to you know, find an immediate starting caliber player in that spot. Uh, but this could going to be a very big week for the Atlanta Hawks. And the John Collins thing is first and foremost. And it uh, sounds like some reports have been very optimistic that that is going to get done and John Collins will stay. What happens from there, we'll just have to see.
2: Yeah, and today is the day, okay? Today is the day that you can begin to negotiate and sign your own free agents.
0: Yeah, I so think it, at 5 o'clock, I think, right. is when it all starts. So yeah. it's going to be a wild 48 hours, got a lot of big names out there. And, uh, yeah, the Hawks reportedly involved in a still open trade as well that might get them DeLon Wright, give them some help at the backup point guard spot.
2: There's still an open trade St- right uh,
0: Reportedly that has not closed.
2: Okay, gotcha. Uh, well, as always, Mike, do appreciate it. Okay, Get guys. Man, Mike. See ya. Why?
0: Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile
3: 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours.
2: Why? Why?
3: Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Over. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile